Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Our message today is called A Change of View, A Greater God. The text that we are looking at is from the book of Isaiah, the sixth chapter, the first through the third verses. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. What breathtaking and awe-inspiring images the prophet Isaiah lays out for us in this vision. He describes the almost indescribable, a God who is so big, the train of his robe fills the temple. What an amazing and soaring impression of an exalted God surrounded by celestial beings that worship and praise him. What an astonishing conception of the glory and majesty of the Holy of Holies, the Lord of hosts, Jehovah Jireh, Emmanuel, God with us. This is no ordinary vision. This is no ordinary God. The prophet Isaiah's imagery describes his commission, his call from God. It is a particularly important text for me because I've always been fascinated by this notion of call. I was a television news reporter in Boston for 21 years when I felt called to travel and work in southern Sudan and ultimately to take on a ministry. I helped co-found an organization called My Sister's Keeper, a group that this community of Boston has generously supported. It took us more than seven years, but My Sister's Keeper successfully constructed a girls' school in the village of Akan, Sudan. That ministry in Sudan is what led me to the pulpit here at Roxbury Presbyterian Church. God is amazing. Isaiah's description of his call, his commission from God, is placed in an interesting position in this text. Not where you might expect it at the beginning of the book, but several chapters into his message, as if he's looking back, remembering. We already know something about his life. We already know something about where he's going and where he's been. But he looks back, and, and Soren Kierkegaard once wrote, while we live life moving forward, we only understand it looking back. So in the midst of his work as a prophet to the people of Israel, Isaiah changes his view and decides to look back at how he got where he is. Now, in order to understand a bit more about this text, you have to put it in historical context. The book of Isaiah is the first of the writings of the prophets, and Isaiah was considered the greatest prophet but he had a difficult job. The times in which he labored were fraught with particular peril for God's people. People's hearts were hardened toward God. They were disobedient. God was about to abandon them. 
the evils that were hastening the destruction of the, the northern kingdom were also taking on the southern kingdom. The situation was grave. Judah was invaded again and again by the Assyrian army. Jerusalem was to suffer a siege that almost destroyed her. Isaiah, who came into his work as a very popular prophet, soon became unpopular. You see, he had the unenviable job of bringing bad news to mad people. Believe me, I know a preacher's job is not easy. We are called to speak truth in a world where nobody wants to hear truth. Truth does not necessarily sell. Truth is not necessarily glamorous. Truth may not be politically correct. I remember when we first went to Sudan and came back reporting on the issues of injustice and murder and slaughter. It was hard to get people to listen. Isaiah admonished the Israelites to loose the chains of injustice, untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free, to free the hungry, provide shelter for the homeless, to clothe the naked. But nobody wanted to hear that. So despite his warnings about God's judgment, the people ignored him and shouted him down and called him weak. Oh, he had a tough job, and it must have been overwhelming for him. It must have made him weary. So in the midst of this tough work, in the midst of this storm, Isaiah takes some time to look back on what got him there in the first place. He remembers who called him. A great God, a mighty God, an awesome God, a God who is bigger than we know and able to do more than we can ask or imagine. I believe God calls the whole world, but he is particularly speaking to those of us who call ourselves Christians. We have an enormous responsibility and privilege of putting feet on our faith to set the world right. You know, I was a, a little girl in Little Rock, Arkansas, when Martin Luther King came to a church there, and he was about to change the world. He was about to put his feet on faith, but it was nothing easy. He believed he had to confront the hatred and racism in the world with a nonviolent resistance that was based on the law of God's love. But tough times, people died for it. You know, the civil rights movement, we always think is a political movement, but it started as a movement of the church. But King believed that love was what would change the world. And people died, and people were stoned, and people were beaten, and people were attacked by police dogs. But you know what? For one shining moment, it worked. King remembered who God was and how great God is. I can look back over my own life and know that God has beckoned me many times. And, and this God, who's a God of justice, is also a God of mercy. God called me when my brother and I were orphaned as babies and raised by a loving faith community. God called to me when I was a young hothead during the 60s, looking for love in all the wrong places. As a single mom raising a young son in a world that can be rough on black boys, God was calling me. And in order not to forget that call, all I have to do is look back over my life and see where God has brought me. It is an exercise I would suggest to everyone. You see, our faith is an amalgam of memory and hope. We stand on one and we move on the other. 
And if you look throughout the Bible, God is calling us to remember. In times of plenty, Moses reminded the Israelites, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth. When King David had victories on the battlefield, he made memory a discipline. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And of course, the Lord Jesus, on the same night he was betrayed, took bread and gave thanks. He broke it and said, Take, eat. This is my body broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. You see, memory is the most effective tool of a faith walk. The ability to stop, slow down, to reflect, to look back, to hold on to what brought you where you are. But even greater than the mental capacity to retain information and events is the spiritual capacity. That's why the prophet Isaiah, whose most precious gift was his ability to to look in the future, to predict the Redeemer who would come to save the world, constantly reminded Israel to look back, remember the God who brought them thus far. Remember this, fix it in your mind, take it to heart. I am God and there is none like me. My purpose will stand. What I have said, I will bring about. God has been calling everybody all of our lives, not just to get our attention, not just to make us do right. God has called us to serve one another, to serve him. God has called us to see the pain of the world. He has called us to to see the joy. And through the grace and the mercy of who he is, he has called us to joy. Just to know him is a joyous experience. So, If you can't recall at least one logic-defying, bona fide miracle in your life, you have not been paying attention. If you can't remember a blessing, a blessing that was transformative in your family, in your church, at work, a blessing that could only come from God, you have been asleep. If you can't come up with a long list of amazing gifts of grace in your life, I would suggest you may need to reintroduce yourself to God. It's all about the power of memory. That's why God gives it to you, so you can remember what he's done for you. I can never pay God back for all he's done for me. But in looking back, I can acknowledge how big and awesome God is. When I am afraid, I can think about how God got me over the last obstacle. When I get a little cocky, I can think about how God pulled me out of the pit. When I want to help somebody, I remember how God can strengthen me to do anything that is of his will. It is a humbling experience, but it is one that can reap some powerful benefits Because when you remember what God has done, you cannot help but be grateful. Once you have looked back over your life and realized how God's love and grace and mercy have gotten you through, you can only respond in one way. you got to serve God. And in order to serve God, you have to listen to the needs of the world. Then, no matter what needs to be done, 
be it in Sudan or be it in Roxbury or be it in your hometown or be it right where you stand this moment. No matter how big, no matter how small, no matter how hard, no matter how long, when God says, whom shall we send? (laughs) Who will go for us? Your only appropriate answer is, here I am, Lord. Send me. Let's pray. Most loving and gracious God, help us remember. Help us remember who you are and where we've been so that we can continue, God, to do what you have called us to do. Bless this day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. And we are thrilled to extend this special invitation to join us for our fall revival when we proclaim These Bones Shall Live, October 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, starting at 7 p.m. at Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Thank you.